Good morning. Today is Friday, April 23rd, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopia News. And here's what's happening in the news today. Kim Janey is coming under fire from both sides on how she is handling the Boston Police Department's recent scandals. After revealing only 13 pages of the 105-page internal file on Patrick Rose showing how the Boston Police Department knew of allegations of sexual assault against a child were credible, covered it up, and allowed Patrick Rose to remain on the force, again eventually electing him to be the president of their union. Within the redacted 13 pages showed that the then Boston Police Commissioner, Evans, knew about these credible allegations. Evans and allies of the Boston Police and now saying that Kim Janey is not telling the full story and should release all of the redacted documents, though it is very difficult to take their word in earnest, as again, it was proven that they knew, covered it up, and allowed this officer to continue to interact with children for decades. Other candidates in the Boston mayoral race are saying Kim Janey is not being tough enough or transparent enough, pointing out that she released these documents within 20 minutes of the Derek Chauvin conviction, which obviously dominated everyone's thoughts in the headlines. Also, Andrea Campbell is pushing for Kim to enlist the help of the U.S. Attorney's Office in handling this internal investigation, rather than waiting for the new transparency office that the city council created a few months ago to take shape and to do it. And, I don't think I've ever said this before, John Barrows has a good idea and is calling on Kim Janey to provide a report on the number of internal investigations into Boston police officers accused of sexual assault over the past 30 years. Quoting from him now, this report should include how many officers had charges sustained against them, how many were referred for prosecution, and how many of those officers are still on the force today. I think that's a fantastic idea. Exactly how many sexual assailants are on the force today. Let's find out. Morning consults conducted a survey of 30,000 people across the country each week on the vaccination rollout, and they have some interesting data for both the United States and Massachusetts. When looking at vaccine skepticism, opposition to the vaccine is highest in Mississippi, Idaho, South Dakota, and it is lowest in Hawaii, Connecticut, and here in Massachusetts, with roughly 11% of those surveyed saying they are unwilling to receive the vaccination. Comparing us to the surrounding areas, Maine is at 16% unwilling, New Hampshire 17, Vermont 16, Rhode Island 15, Connecticut 13, New York 13. So we are the lowest in our bubble, and Hawaii is actually at the same rate as us. Other interesting data points this survey revealed, vaccine skepticism among the black population of the country ticked up a little, and is currently at 48% expresses some level of skepticism. Moms, 50% of female parents with a child in the home says that they have been or plan to get vaccinated. And Fox News and Snapchat users are less willing to get vaccinated than other, I'm assuming, news sources or social media users. I'm curious what the TikTok numbers are. Elizabeth Warren has joined the calls of Washington Democrats to urge the federal government to make a massive investment into housing in the country with a proposed $500 billion package of legislation, which would help fund 3 million new homes. 
dubbed the American Housing and Mobility Act, co-sponsored by Ed Markey and Bernie Sanders, would expand several programs that fund affordable housing. I would like to know more details into, is this investments into public housing, which would be the most ideal, especially with the massive numbers of vacant hotels, vacant office spaces across the country, luxury condos sitting completely dormant as nothing more than a glass piggy bank for foreign hedge funds. Those properties should be purchased and seized by the state, transferred into public housing. Federal government has the type of money to do that. Or is this just going to be subsidies for private developers, making it cost-effective for developers to enter into low-income housing? Let's hope it's the former, but my instinct tells me it's going to be the latter. And that's going to do it for today's episode. As always, best way to support the show, like, subscribe, share, share with your friends and family. Check out the TikTok and have a fabulous weekend and as always, a fabulous rest of your day.